Now to the latest in Russia's war on Ukraine. At least 28 people have been killed and dozens injured in a Ukrainian strike near a market today on the outskirts of the Russian-controlled city of Donetsk in eastern Ukraine. This claim coming from a Moscow-appointed official there. Donetsk is one of the four Ukrainian regions that Moscow illegally annexed in 2022. And Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling uh, joins us now to talk about this. He's a CNN military analyst, former U.S. Army Commanding General. Um, General Hurtling, great to see you as always. What, what do you make of this development? Uh, very interesting. And I, where, where does it go from here? Well, Jim, a lot of people are saying that it's turned into a stalemate again. I don't believe that personally. Both sides are having challenges. Uh, the Ukrainian side are having challenges with ammunition and resupply and logistics. The Russian side is having challenges with getting their soldiers to fight. Both sides have learned a lot of lessons over the last two years. Uh, they're trying to apply them. Uh, what's interesting about where we are right now is Russia is getting a lot of equipment from North Korea and Iran using it on the battlefield, both uh, artillery shells and drones. Ukraine, on the other hand, is still getting equipment, but they have that pause from the U.S. and, and other Western sources uh, hmm. at this phase of the campaign. So they can't keep up their moment momentum. At the same time, though, they're still conducting strikes. And what we're seeing really is a battle of air defense during the wintertime. You remember uh, uh, early last year, I talked about how as we were giving air defense equipment to Ukraine, they couldn't put it everywhere. So there were going to be some strikes in some of their cities. Russia now has the same problem, except this time, Ukraine now has drones and some missiles that they're using to great effects inside of Russian territory. So it's forcing yeah. Russia to reconsider where they're placed in their air defense uh, instead of getting hit in the rear areas like they were several times today in St. Petersburg, Russia. That's that's fascinating to me how uh, Ukraine is taking the fight to the rear areas like now, right now. Yeah, and a Ukrainian defense source tells CNN that they have carried out a drone attack on a Russian oil terminal on the Gulf of Finland. Uh, the source called it a new stage, targeting military facilities and oil depots. Um, what's your assessment of that? And I guess, how does it fit into the overall picture? Because, you know, maybe you and I were talking about this earlier this past week, but Fred Plykin had this report about commanders, Ukrainian commanders, having to be judicious and thrifty when it comes to how much ammo you, they use on the battlefield because they're worried right. about supply lines drying up. But it sounds as though the Ukrainians are still taking the fight to the Russians. They, they are, and that's what I just pointed out. We're, yeah. we're seeing a very good use of operational targeting. That strike against that oil field, as you said, in the Sea of Finland, is actually against the, the city of St. Petersburg. That's where that oil field is. By the way, I don't think it's a coincidence that St. Petersburg is the home of President Putin. So what we're seeing right, right now is some really good operational targets, long-range strikes. I believe it's the fact that the Ukrainian general officers are saying, hey, we can't fight the tactical battle right now because our supply lines are disrupted. So we have to take the fight to the operational and strategic level and hit these Russian logistics targets and threaten their uh, their resources and their stability and their supply and also threaten their citizens inside of the, Fe the Russian Federation. And what do you make of what's happening in Congress right now when it comes to this fight over Ukraine aid? I was talking to uh, both Vindman brothers, uh, Eugene and Alexander, yesterday. And, you know, the, a comment that you made just a few moments ago uh, just kind of piqued my curiosity, and I, I wanted to uh, ask you about it, when you said that Iran and North Korea are coming to Russia's aid. 
I, I yeah. think the argument has been made that Vladimir Putin uh, it benefits if Congress doesn't come to the aid of the Ukrainians. But to some extent, so does Pyongyang and Tehran. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. You're, you're absolutely right. And what is fascinating to me and just really depressing is the fact that you have these dictatorial and authoritarian axis of North Korea, China, uh, Iran, all providing aid uh, to, to Russia in this fight. And it's been very effective in both their tactical battles and their strategic battles. And then you have the U.S. Congress dithering. Uh, the Republicans in Congress trying to make trade-offs when a nation that's a democratic nation like ours that is looking to us for help for their sovereignty and their freedom, uh, we're debating that. It just doesn't make sense to me from a political perspective as a soldier that this kind of thing would be going on in Congress. We need to change that soon or we're going to see Ukraine really put on the horns of a dilemma. Well, that's what I was wondering. How long do you think the Ukrainians can hold out? Is there really just no way of knowing that because of the fight that the Ukrainians have shown? You just it, that's difficult to quantify, and they still have uh, the the ability to conduct asymmetrical attacks like we were talking about earlier. Well, they do have the ability to conduct those attacks. How long it's going to take, Jim? I don't know. Having been a yeah. commander on a battlefield once where the supply lines were interrupted, you have to do a lot of things to adapt to that. I can't imagine what Ukraine is doing right now, what their commanders are having to do when you're talking about the depletion of artillery rounds, the depletion of equipment that's being damaged or destroyed, and how they're making up for it. So in that case, a commander has to pick and choose their fights. And that's tough to do when you're trying to gain momentum in, a, in, in an assault. Both sides, Russia and Ukraine, are in an operational pause right now. Ukraine, because of supply difficulties, and I would suggest Russia because their, their soldiers are, are getting killed by the dozens, by the hundreds, on a daily basis because they're still having challenges with maneuver and attacks in different areas. All right, General Hurtling, uh, great to talk to you as always. Really appreciate it. Important subject. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Jim. Turning to the conflict in Ukraine, uh, where Ukrainian troops have withdrawn from a small village in the Kharkiv region as Russian forces ramp up pressure in several locations along the front line. But Ukraine is also striking back, hitting areas within Russia and potentially trying to disrupt Moscow's military operations. CNN's Fred Plykin has the details. The Ukrainians once again demonstrating their long-distance strike capability, in this case claiming to have hit an oil depot near the town of St. Petersburg. Now, this depot is about 100 miles west of St. Petersburg on the Gulf of Finland. And the Ukrainians are saying that it's a very important one for the Russians because there they make an array of products, including jet fuel. And the Ukrainians say that some of those products are used by the Russian military. In other words, the Ukrainians say they consider this to be a legitimate target. Now, if the drone was indeed flown from Ukrainian territory, it would have flown hundreds of miles across Russia to then reach uh, that area. That area of Russia that it would have flown over also has a lot of very capable air defenses. So certainly a big feat by the Ukrainians if indeed they flew that drone out of Ukrainian held territory. And also all this comes only days after the Russians also said that they had taken down a Ukrainian drone in an area around where the strike has now happened. Now all of this is going on while the war continues to be in full swing. Uh, the Russian-held area of Donetsk saying that many people were killed in Ukrainian shelling 
on Sunday. The Ukrainians are also saying that they are trying to defend against Russian pushes that are happening along the east and southeast of the front line. The Russians are saying that they managed to take a village from the Ukrainians in the Kharkiv area as the Russian military continues to push. Fred Fleitkin, CNN in eastern Ukraine.